This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. The Five Star Zone podcast with Rico Baird and the Big Ten Network's Howard Griffith. Welcome to another edition of the Five Star Zone. Rico Beard, Howard Griffith from the Big Ten Network. Howard, let's just jump right into this thing, man. Um, there's a lot going on at the University of Michigan. And to say the least. Right. I mean, I mean. <laughs> Because I, I was just laughing with a friend. I mean, imagine to say that, you know, your team loses 49 to nothing. Your former head coach gets caught up in a sexual assault scandal. And you still had a better week. Like, than Michigan. Like, yeah. Howard, what is going on with the sign stealing? And uh, this is an elaborate, I don't even know what how you would call it. I mean, it, it's. This is a scheme. Like they they had this thing planned out, and it looks as if allegedly this has been going on for about a couple years. Yeah. An independent firm has now said more than 40 games. They have a payroll, they got a budget for this. They have uh computers set up that are maintained and accessed by multiple Michigan coaches. W- when you see all of these things going on, I guess what was your first reaction? Well, I think the the initial reaction was okay. So someone's stealing signs. I mean, that they, this goes on, right? Right. It, initially, right. And I think you know every every place has you know guys that are looking across the field, uh, trying to break signs. That's nothing new in in the game of football. But where this kind of turns is when you start talking about okay, well they're sending people out to scout, advanced scouting, and they're using electronics, you know, things that are clearly against the rules. Now, to be clear, I, I don't, I think, you know, the problem now or the problem when you talk about it initially is, man, they just simple fixes. You just go to, to helmets, right? But then there's some other legal issues there as far as I don't necessarily think it's all about money. I think there's all, there are also a lot of helmet companies that are, that are in the college game that aren't necessarily in the pro game and a lot of different models as well. So there's some liability that people need to work through, but they need to go ahead and make that happen because you can't use the excuse anymore uh, that it's about, you know, it's, it's a financial issue. You can't use that. But the more and more they continue to peel back the the onion, so to speak, the worse this thing looks. And, and as you just laid out, when you start talking about computers that have been maintained, being accessed, and you just start to hear all the things about all the different games that, um, you know, they were, they were allegedly at or had people at and recording. It just doesn't look good. And it's, this is, this is from initially saying for me, it was like, no big deal. 
You know, it just happens at every level. Uh, to now, it's like, man, you almost have to sit back and, and take a wait and see approach because so much information continues to come out on a daily basis. And it's just a matter of time until, I guess, video evidence at least circulates to the masses to, to really see what was going on. Because I would I equate it to because people are like, yeah, sign stealing. Yeah, this is why you see the picture of, you know, Barbie along with a cheeseburger, along with a Pac-Man symbol. It, it was funny, especially when Oregon first came out with it. But then when you take it that next step, it's it's like car counting in Vegas or insider trading with the stock exchange. Those are things that are frowned upon and you can't go that route. Yeah, people have hunches. You may have a system, but once Vegas figures out you're actually counting cards, you're they right. got a problem with you and now you're banned for life. When the, uh, the SEC and not the conference finds out that you have some type of insider trading, I mean, ask Martha Stewart how that works out for you. You end up going to jail because you're doing things you're not supposed to do. Yeah. That's how this now comes across where it's not just about stealing signs. It was an it was an organization that basically would go to games and record just the sidelines and pair those up with the all 22s. And people were like, well, you got to change your sign. Yes, it is. But what this man was a code breaker in the military you learn the patterns. You learn the tendencies. You may not do something for every play, but Howard, as you know, in every football game, most games, close games come down to five plays, mm -hmm. whether or not you make those five plays. And if you have a, a, an advantage over that, uh, your opponent, that you know, okay, this won't, this play action will be a pass. It will not be a run. You can send everybody back. You have a clear advantage over that. So I, I don't – at first I was like you, and I thought, okay, well, it was stealing signs. But, man, as this goes deeper and deeper, this this seems like it's just something, you know, it, it was well-financed and it was well-organized. And and you got to wonder, what do you do now if you're the – because right now there's three bodies of work. There's the NCAA, there's the Big Ten, and there's the College Football Playoff Committee. All three can work separately of each other. Mm -hmm. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I have no idea how this story ends, but Howard, every day I'm, I'm listening and reading stuff, this doesn't seem like this is going to end well for this current team because normally, normally, and, and I always hate this, but... All of a sudden, I'm on a team and we do something stupid. Three years from now, you find out, Howard, you're on that next team, but you get punished for the stuff that I did. Right. They actually got a chance to punish the people who are actually doing it in real time. I've never seen it before, yeah. but it's it was set a new precedent. Instead of, you know, making kids who are in high school right now pay for these crimes, you could just make the people who committed the crimes pay for the crimes. Yeah, and I think part of the process is just that, the process of figuring out just how elaborate 
this alleged scheme was, is, or what's there. Um, you know, and, and it takes that, it still takes the investigative body to, to, to go through that process. But as you mentioned, it's, you know, coaches of, of other programs had hunches that there's something like this may have been going on or was going on. Uh, and it's just, man, it, it's, it's tough. And, and I think you're right. We don't know what, if anything, the conference uh, football playoffs, NCAA, it's going to do. All we do know is that or, or we're, we're hearing that the, the conference, at least, has, has been provided uh, evidence that will support, you know, some of the claims that are out there. And I tell you, this is this is going to be a tough one, and um, it, it's going to be it's unfortunate because the other side is, I mean, obviously the players that are involved, not the players that are involved, but the players on this current team, you know, it, it's tough because they were playing, they're playing so well, and you know, you're kind of in a situation now where you're forced to ask the question: Are they playing well because of the advantage that they allegedly have? Or are they that good? And man, it's it's going to be tough to, to to try to decipher now. For the Michigan haters out there, it's it's very simple, right? <laughs> they shouldn't they shouldn't be in the playoff. They shouldn't do anything. They shouldn't be allowed to do anything because they were cheating. For those you know the ones that, that hate Michigan, and you know I just don't I I, I don't know. I, I tell you what, I still want more. I want someone to just say, hey, this is what happened. And here's how we're going to ultimately handle it. And until we get some of that, I mean, we can all speculate and, and you can kind of look at games that they've played and didn't play as well as they thought they would play TCU uh, and have questions about, you know, just uh, what's going on with the program. Well, it's funny you mentioned TCU because I, I initially said it on, on, uh, on the radio show. It's like, it makes you wonder, did they scout TCU? And now it's looking as if, they didn't, because if you remember, yeah. TCU needed like three things for them to happen mm-hmm. to make playoffs. So it was highly unlikely and a waste of resources to scout them. Oh, wait, we're playing them. And they that team looked like a totally different team that day. You're scratching your head like, huh. And then, you know, 10 days later, you find out like, no, that's the same TCU team we thought that they were. But for some reason, they were just able to handle Michigan, and then Georgia just got rid of them. On the flip side, the same thing. Ohio State, as bad as they looked against Michigan, looked great against Georgia. Like, wait, is that the same Buckeye team? If Marvin doesn't get the the, uh, the cheap shot on them, they are in the in, they're they're in the national title game. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I don't know. I, I look at this and I do wonder. Like for the Big Ten, you're you're in the Chicago area. And like for the Big Ten, they could just step in and say Petiti could step in and, and levy his own thing. I mean, you see it with like athletes. If you do something stupid in a game, he could walk in and say, you know what? You're not playing in the next game. Would he do something like that? Because Michigan, let's just the elephant in the room, Howard, this is a big brand. <laughs> they get treated differently. Okay. That's just life as it goes. When you're rich, you get treated differently than poor people. When you're a big brand, you get treated than a smaller brand. Mm-hmm. Would he step in there, or is this all? Is everybody just waiting to see that that smoking gun to say, "Yep, there it is." Now we got to do something. 
I don't know if I, I don't know if he's still, I don't know that there's precedent for this. Obviously, we haven't seen this, at least heard of this magnitude before. I think there would have to be a lot of a lot of phone calls, and I'm sure they are. Um, with Ward Emanuel trying to to figure out just you know how to handle this, I'm, I'm sure. And, and when you think about you know how they're playing, where they could end up as far as the college football playoffs are concerned, uh, you, you're you're talking about you know when the when the rankings come out next week, you know you're talking about in at least I believe you'll have Ohio State, Michigan one and two uh, in, in the first playoff rankings. Um, so, you know, there's just so much that, that's, that's there that people have to figure out that I'm just not sure, uh, what they ultimately will do out in Rosemont. I'm sure, like I said, I'm sure their conversations going back and forth. I just don't know enough. Um, and, and they have a, they have everything they need. I'm guessing. They have what they need. If they're still waiting for more stuff, that could be part of it as well. But this isn't, um, this isn't, doesn't appear that it's going to end well uh, when you think about Michigan and you think about just how big that brand is and, right. and what's ultimately going to, you know, how it's going to play out. Well, the reason why I asked about the Big Ten is because Tony Petiti was the person who leveled the punishment for the Houston Astros mm-hmm. and their, their mm-hmm. scandal. And that, that was collectively bargained. But he took it to the to the to the letter of the law. He took it as far as he could without breaking the uh, collective bargaining agreement. That's why I was asking, like, is this something where he would step in and say, whoa, I got you know what? I got four teams coming in next year. I got to make sure this house is clean. I can't (laughs) I I can't make it look as if I got preferential treatment over one team or another. I got to protect the brand. Or is it one of those? I'm going to wait for the NCAA because we, as we know, the NCAA moves like the feds. They move very slow, very methodical. We may not know the answer for another two, three years if we're waiting on the NCAA. Heck, they just finished the whole Kansas basketball thing, and that came out years years? ago. (laughs) Years ago. So, right, that's why I was like. I think, man, yeah, I think it's one of these situations where it, I think it ultimately depends upon how much evidence he has sitting in front of him because his responsibility is not to protect one institution. His responsibility is to protect right now, the 14 moving forward really shortly. It'll be 18 uh, member institutions that he's responsible for uh, when you talk about athletics. Um, So he could do a lot and it just, believe me, if we're hearing what's out there now, you have to assume that they have more information than we have and that they have already seen. So, you know, I, could they be negotiating behind the scenes now? Sure. But we just, we don't know. This is one of those things that it's, then what we do know is that they broke the rules, right? right? I think we, everyone can agree that they broke the rules. Now the problem is how far did they go? And what we're hearing doesn't sound good. No. Now, and how, I guess because I've heard a lot of different coaches and players chime in and, you know, some say big deal, no big deal. I mean, you were – if, if you had this type of information, whether your career at Illinois or in the NFL with Denver, well, it's does this make an impact if you know what's going on like that? Or is this kind of a 
you know, no big deal type of thing. You played the game. Well, listen, I, I mean, if you can play the odds, <laughs> if you can play the odds, I mean, you still ultimately have to be able to stop those plays, right? You still have to be able to stop them. But if you have the odds of, okay, you know, this is the type of coverage they're going to be running, uh, you now can, and you can get that information, then you can call a set of plays that's going to be able to beat that coverage. Now, from a quarterback's perspective, he still has to be able to, to deliver the ball. Everybody still has to be able to execute. But if you've got a really good team to begin with and you know what's going to be coming, yeah, it's, a, it's absolutely an advantage. But you still have to be able to stop it. But, I mean, I just – I think back to when I was, in, um, I was playing for the Panthers. We played the 49ers. I think they were coming off of – this is a really good 49er team. Um, but we ran one particular play. I think we ran it seven times in a row. It was called Power O. They couldn't stop it. They knew it was coming, but they still could not stop it. And it was, it was the craziest thing because we're laughing. We're like, dude, this is where we're running, but you can't stop it. So, I mean, there's still that element right. in that physicality that you have to have to be able uh, to, to take the play away. But it's just more information and more knowledge that uh, you may have, uh, not necessarily as a player, but as a caller of those particular plays, you absolutely would have a distinct advantage knowing what's coming. The players, again, like I said, have to be able to execute it. But as a play caller, if you know what's coming, you're going to dial up the plays that are going to beat uh, whatever coverage or, or whatever play has, has the, that you have the tip on. Yeah, I mean, because like I said, I've heard people say, well, it's just minimal advantage that you gain. And I'm thinking, nah, it's almost like analytics in the shift in baseball where you can send everybody over to this side of the field or put everybody on the left side or right side to minimize the hits going through. That baseball was like, no, 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 we got to stop doing this. You guys, you know what? If You, you just got to be able to play ball and you can't just – use the numbers to your advantage like that. So, yeah, that's that's when I, I see this. Now, I guess the other thing is if, if – I mean, we're finding out more. It went from, you know, the lone gunman of, of Connor Stallions to he had his buddies at the game. Ironically enough, I, I joked with somebody. I don't, even, I don't know if I said it to you last week, but I'm like, well, now that he's been suspended, he'll probably be at the Ohio State-Penn State game. But well, we found out. They not only had tickets, but they had tickets on both sides of the field to get the signals. They've been studying Ohio State for eight games last year, Georgia for five games. Like, Howard, this costs some money, and this man is not making a ton. The fact that they went to the SEC championship game, which is not a cheap ticket for the seats that they would need to do what they had to do. I mean, to me, I think what's the ultimate downfall is just going to be that whole follow the money. Where did it come from? Because this is not a cheap operation. Yeah, and I think that's part of, right, that's part of the investigation where the money, can you tie the money back to to Michigan? Can you tie it back to, I think ultimately you're trying, I think they're trying to see how high up does it go? Who Who knew? Um, you know, Coach Harbaugh's come out and says he knew nothing about it. Now the challenge is, can you, can you prove it and how long does it take to be able to prove it? Uh, but as you mentioned, 
it takes yeah. some resources to be able to do some of the things that that they were doing. And, and when you think about it, right? So you have defensive and offensive analysts um, that obviously, you know, are there to to help in programs. And I'm not talking specifically about Michigan at this point. And I'm talking about you know, NCAA period, I mean, uh, football period, you have analysts that, that do advanced scouting. I mean, it's it's well known that that's why you have analysts to, you know, to help break down film and, and you just have more eyes seeing what's going on and, and how the right. program's running. But this, man, when you start talking about now having, you know, having a, a, an advantage where you have all the information, I mean, we hear about it a, a lot sometimes, you know, uh, playbooks get left, right? Dummy playbooks have been left in hotels, knowing that you know uh, another program always sends someone through to look through the garbage, look through the rooms. Uh, this is something that people have been you know looking for that advantage uh, for a long time, and this is just this just takes it to a a whole nother level. And you wonder, you know, is this something when you, when you think about the magnitude of it, do other people do this? Which, you know, is yeah, got to wonder. You got to wonder if you had a resources, can can you do it? But I think the other the the bad part of you are knowingly, you're not pushing the line. You're not pushing the envelope. You are knowingly breaking the rules and then that's to me that's where the rubber meets the road and you have a problem uh, and people have a problem with it and and exactly i think that's that's what we are right now because it's it's like you use this to an advantage and and now i guess when you look at it if all these things turn out to be true howard i mean i guess how do you handle this yeah is, it, I mean, is this a slap on the wrist Man, that's, is that this, is the challenge. Yeah. Do we take stuff away from you? Do we tell you, you know what, as a child, go to your room. You're not playing in the playoffs this year, no matter what happens. Like, I think that's the thing because, because this is all coming out. And as I've often said, things are never as good or as bad as they look. Mm-hmm. This looks horrible. But in the end, it may not be as bad, but <laughs> – you know, I'm, I'm paraphrasing. I was trying to find the actual quote, but, you know, it was ironically enough, it was Bo Schembechler. And I'm paraphrasing for you Michigan fans listening. But Bo basically said, if you're a leader, you're not allowed to use the excuse. Well, I didn't know. I didn't know what was going on. You're ultimately accountable for this. And like I said, I'm paraphrasing. Even if you find out that Jim had no direct knowledge how does this not fall on his lap where it's like, but you, you, you're the CEO of this organization. If you didn't know, you should have known. And, you know, when you see the sideline video where all of a sudden, you know, Connor Stallings is making a hand signal and everybody else is making the same hand signal. You're like, this is organized. Like I, I, as the days progress, I'm finding it harder and harder to believe Howard that he just acted alone. It would be tough to, to, to imagine that, right? I mean, so when you, when you say acting alone, clearly other people had to have known. I mean, just that one that one clip, you know, with everyone pointing in, well, 
not everyone, but people pointing into right. the air uh, after the sign after the sign comes in now should be duly noted. I'm sure people have known that have looked at that clip. They scored a touchdown on that play, so you, you still got to be able to stop them. Right, and they didn't on that particular play. But but I mean, you go through saying, hey, I mean, according to the article in uh, Sports Illustrated, he's talking about his relationship with. Chris Partridge and Jay Harbaugh, he's there. CP and Jay Harbs, like they got nicknames. Like, yeah, yeah I got to think that some people knew he he went from kind of being because I mean, think about it, a graduate assistant type person. How are you getting that much access on the sideline? Like, if, if you're on the sideline, you're normally at the end, away from the coach. Where the coach is kind of looking at you like, who are you? Why are you talking to me right now, son? I don't even know who you are. This cat seated right next to the big wigs during the game, man. It, yeah, yeah it's, it's that's this is going to be difficult to explain. Yeah, I would say this. Um, you know, it, it's it's some grad, some grad assistants or GAs. You know, are you know are, are integral to to programs, right? And some of the things that are going on and things that they're studying and prepping for. So I, I'm not willing to say um, because he was a GA or, or uh, analyst that he couldn't have been, he couldn't have had a role on game day that would have placed him in that position. So I, I, I can see that as, as why people will point to that and say, hey, well, why is he here? He shouldn't even be here. He should be up in the, the booth or anywhere else, but why is he in the middle of the, in the, middle of the signal calling? Um, is it a stretch? I don't. I don't think so. But I, but when you couple everything else together, then it's like, okay, well, I I see why. But him being in that position alone doesn't doesn't give me uh, reason for pause. It's just all the other all the other things that are coming out. And you know, as a GA, you're gonna work you're you're gonna work very closely with with the assistant coaches, particularly if you're a GA for. Uh, say it's the the running back coach or the tight end coach, whoever it is that you're working for, you're going to have an integral part and you guys are going to have a tight relationship. That's why you see a lot of times when a, an assistant leaves, he or she normally will take a GA with them. Yeah. If it's not a position coach because of the relationship and understand what's going on. That was a long-winded answer, but I understand how, why and how people are are looking at this because of where he is located and what he may have may not have in his hands with you know what's going on on the other side of the field. Well, uh, again, yeah, it's it's crazy, but it's gonna this this isn't a good situation for for Michigan right now. No, and, and the fact that I mean, you look at what I think twelve of thirteen teams have all said, yeah, he scouted us. I think the one team is Northwestern, who weren't on wasn't on the schedule, so that was a, been a waste of time. It, it leads me to think that because of Harbaugh's personality, he's rubbed a lot of people the wrong way. He doesn't have a lot of allies right now. I don't think he's got a lot of people trying to run to his side. Yeah, I think it's, it's, it's listen, and I think part of when, and this is just, this has been Michigan for all time, right? At least as long as I can remember. When Michigan is rolling, you either love them or hate them, right? They're, they kinda, they're the Cowboys. They're the Yankees. Yeah, they're, they're the Cowboys, the Yankees, Notre Dame. Yep. There are a few programs or, or organizations that are out there that you either love them or hate them. And when they are rolling, you really hate them. And, 
you know, Michigan kind of gives that kind of Michigan football kind of gives gives you that vibe or or has people feeling a certain way. Because I don't think they feel that way about basketball or, or the softball, baseball team. I don't think they feel that way. But specifically, Michigan football uh, rubs people the wrong way sometimes. But we often say to me, you know, college football is much better when Michigan is rolling. When they're rolling, it's much better. Notre Dame is rolling much better. When you know, but See, it's funny you say that because then that's why I wonder, do you take that into – if all these things hold to be true, does – do you then say, well, you know what? We we got to make sure we 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 protect college football, but we don't hurt the brand that is Michigan and punish them too hard because we kind of need them. We have this relationship with them, Howard. If, if you are, you know, if if you're the college football czar, <laughs> seeing all of this, what what is it that you would do? Man, I think the the scary thing about it, I shouldn't say the scary thing, but one of the tough things that that, that could possibly happen when they look, they're going to go back and and you you have to believe that vacating victories is going to be on the table if these things are true. Uh, if they want to continue to, I don't know, I don't know if they're if they don't win the conference that they're able to keep them out of the fourteen playoff. I, I don't I don't know enough about how much power resides in in Rosemont to be able to hold a team, you know, from participating, whether that's in a Big Ten championship, whether that's a a bowl game or the playoffs. That's something that, you know, I'm sure that they have figured out what they can and can't do at this particular point. And the legal side of it is also going to be involved because there's still you still have to have due process. So what what does that look like? Um, so I think it's it's it, you still got to know the know all the information. If I had all the information, I could probably give you a flat out answer uh, of whether they should continue to to be able if they don't forfeit the season, if you still allow them to play. What what you ultimately do? I think as they continue to to uncover more evidence and more things are coming to the forefront, I wouldn't at all be surprised if. It may not even it may not even be a situation where the conference needs to do something. I would believe, or I believe, that Ward Manuel will do something. I don't think he's going to sit sit pat on this. Wow. If this is as elaborate as is it's starting to look like. I'm, so you think the war would just, you think war would, would just not, like self impose some stuff? I would not at all be surprised. If he see if anything, man, dealing with the NCAA, it seems like as as much as that makes so much sense, Mm -hmm. you never want to self-impose because the NCAA never comes down as hard as you think that they're gonna come down. You actually end up punishing yourself more than what they would end up doing. Like I look at LSU and Will Wade, I look at Kansas. I mean, you look at all the Mm -hmm. things that have happened, and rarely do they come in and do what they did with Auburn and Cam Newton. And say, you know what? We're taking everything away. But is it is it about? It depends upon where, and I think you know. Obviously, Ward can't make the ultimate decision that has to go up through the you know the his higher ups his, that he reports to, and but they can absolutely do what they need to do. It, would it be unpopular? Absolutely. Howard, I, here's I, the thing. you mentioned it. 
if Ward Manuel did that, living here in the state of Michigan, that may be his last thing that he would do as the athletic director of Michigan because the fans want his head. Mm-hmm. They would want him done. Like, wait, you did this? The NCAA? I, I, I don't know if Ward... But it, yeah, I think it, I think if, if we're talking about standing on the principles of what you need to be doing, it is, it's not easy and it's not, wouldn't be popular, but I don't, you know, I could, I, and again, I could see him doing, I'm not saying he will. I'm not saying that he told me he will, but if this is, is orchestrated is we're starting to believe. I, I would not at all be surprised if he, you know, obviously the conference and everyone's going to be involved, but this is, I mean, you can't have this going on. I mean, because it's, it's, it's blatant. You're, you're yeah. literally, you're, you're blatantly breaking the rules and it's just not, you know, you're, you're flying, you're, you're subsidizing this. Like if yeah. the money comes back and this, this money is coming out of the Michigan program. I mean, he may not have a choice if it's, if it True. comes out that it is just that deep, that we're actually as a university indirectly funding this this elaborate scheme this elaborate that's scheme. true so it's um yeah it's unpopular but leaders do things that are unpopular all the time yeah you know, you're no. in, you're in that position for a reason and again i'm not saying that that's what he's going to do or that's what he should do or whether or not michigan is guilty of what people are saying at this particular point and more and more information comes out every day and it's not it, it's not getting better that's what we know nothing right. is getting better with this situation right now our want to end this quick question is it better or worse that michigan's in a bye week this week <laughs> it's probably worse right because this is the only thing that, that people are talking about um and this is this is this, even if they were playing they you know they would still be talking about it but right now, if you're, you're talking about Michigan, you're, you're not talking about J.J., right? You're not talking about this defense. You're not even talking about the 49 nothing game. You just put on your rivals. Yeah, you, nobody's talking about that right now. Everyone is talking about sign steal. And as you, you talk, man, when this thing first broke, oh, no big deal. But as we've gotten further away from the first reports, <laughs> right? The it broke in the middle of we were recording last week, and all of a sudden, Evan sends me a text saying, hey, you may want to talk about this. And I'm like, all right, this is a lot to read, blah, 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 blah. I'll read it when I'm done. And it just, you know, seven days. Yeah. Yeah. It's a- Hopefully, we'll have a resolution to this soon, because I don't think that this is something that Michigan wants to have hang over their head for the whole season, because as they're winning – I hate to say it, but they're going to get that whole Houston Astros, New England Patriots. You did it, but mm-hmm. did you really do it when they have a really good team? And it takes away from all the accomplishments that you're seeing. So, Howard, we'll see. Next week, we'll see. how about we do this? Next week, let's have some fun and talk about games. All right. Think about how crazy that is, right? We, we have – we have Ohio State, Penn State. We can't even get to that game, right? <laughs> that because right. you know, just just and it's well, yeah. We'll get to it next week.
We'll get to it next week, people. Promise you. Howard, appreciate your time as always. Thanks for listening, watching the Five Star Zone. Keep liking and subscribing. Tell your friends, Howard and I, we'll be back next week. We'll see you then.